So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure your photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast where we teach you how to grow your photography business if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com now here's your host ben hartley Hello and welcome to episode 12. My name is Ben Hartley and this is the Six Figure Photography Podcast. On today's episode, we have Josh Withers and we are going to be talking about how to deal with competition. Josh is based out of Australia as a marriage celebrant. Now, not just any marriage celebrant, but one who is truly passionate about what he does. I have not met anyone in his profession who genuinely cares as much as he does and has as much fun doing it as Josh does. Josh has been featured on the Today Show, countless magazines, ABC. Uh, He's kind of everywhere. Okay, so here's the question. Why are we as photographers tuning in to talk to a marriage celebrant? Look, you guys, we need to be looking outside of our industry sometimes just to better our businesses, better ourselves as entrepreneurs. Not everything should be discovered and learned in an isolated vacuum of this photography niche. And so today we're going to be talking about how to deal with competition. When new folks enter the industry and infringe on your turf, how do you handle that? Let's get a chance to talk to Josh. Welcome, Josh. Uh, you guys, thank you so much for, for tuning in. We have with us Josh Withers, who is a, a marriage celebrant. Josh, how are you doing today, man? Yeah, you know what? I normally would say I'm really good because actually I'm really good, but that's only because right now I've forgotten that I've sprained my ankle and I'm in terrible amounts of pain. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> well, we're going to have like massive grace for you today. If you need to like take a break, if, if we hear any wincing in your voice, any quivering, totally. <laughs> uh, we know what's going on. So. Well, uh, Josh, tell us a little bit more about yourself because, I mean, so many uh, of, of the listeners here are wedding photographers, and here we have a marriage celebrant. So how did you get started into this whole marriage celebrant thing? Well, uh, I went to one of those weddings that I'm sure everyone's been to, which is that wedding where the ceremony wasn't the best part of the day. And, uh, and the wedding ceremony that I went to was on the beach. It was a family wedding, and we all kind of traveled from across the nation to come to this family wedding, as often happens with a family wedding, you know. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll do the drive, I'll get on the plane, and we'll come to that wedding because it's, you know, we love you, we, we value you. So we all come down to the beach, and the celebrant was um, just not amazing. And, and just, I know that many people in the world call celebrants officiants, and some places they're JPs or they're judges or they're ministers. So, so same thing. The person that's speaking at the wedding, the person that holds the microphone or hopefully has a microphone, um, 
and, 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 and it's actually funny I mention that because this uh, celebrant didn't have a microphone yeah. and you couldn't hear what, what they were saying and they were and when you could hear them they were just rambling on with rubbish and it didn't mean anything and I thought uh, this is well at least I thought personally it was such a meaningful thing like this is this is the part where they they stop being just two kids in love and they start becoming husband and wife and this is a like that's why we're having a ceremony like we didn't just go straight to the reception we let's pull over at the ceremony and celebrate something good and I didn't feel like much good was being celebrated so uh, I kind of left there thinking like is the weddings have to be terrible and uh, I would have been about 25 at the time and not many 25 year olds are walking around thinking about wedding ceremonies but but I, I, I left that and at the time I was working in radio I worked uh, in breakfast radio and uh, and in that capacity I was always trying to do something that mattered when I was on air when I when I turned on the microphone, I wanted to do something that that mattered. Like, if it didn't happen, maybe someone would have been, oh, I wish that happened. Yeah, that, that, was the, that was the vibe I was going for in Breakfast Radio. Like, I would hope that someone would care. And so I just felt it sad that this ceremony would happen and and it didn't feel that it mattered. And so it just kind of led me on a journey. And, and obviously the first video I did book in probably wasn't that amazing. But I've come to a point now where I, I spend my life uh, trying to do wedding ceremonies that really matter that are enjoyable and fun and people can hear them because I've got a, 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 a really good PA system and, a, and a, it, the whole vibe of the ceremony is amazing that's that's the feel that I go for now yeah and I think you've you've clearly done a great job at that because this is something that I'm excited about I'm excited that you that you came into my like field of view Josh like you know even as like a wedding photographer I so often I feel like in the wedding industry we don't get a chance uh, and I don't know why this is exactly but to really like uh, connect with the wedding celebrants with the officiants um, I don't ever really see any that like stand out that are like running this this great business or that treat their clients in this amazing way and this is what's so great about you is you've created something that's um, so much bigger than yourself you've created something that that people are loving and they're talking about and and that's why that's why I love six-figure photography because like w- with this with this show like I don't just want to hear from photographers I want to hear from from, from other professionals who are just completely killing it at what they do because there's so much that we can learn from you. So, anyhow, I think you've done a great job of actually creating something that matters. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, man. So, one of the things that I want to talk about today is... It's competition. It's how we deal with competition because in every industry, there is always going to be the next, you know, so-and-so who's creating a new business, who's starting something up, and they're infringing on your space, so to speak. And I guess I, I think that the impulse that we have is is to fear and to compete and to hold back. And I want to hear from you. Do you see this in your industry? Do you subscribe to that impulse? Oh, well, I, I certainly don't subscribe to the impulse, but I see it on a, on a regular basis. And mm. um, uh, the Australian Bureau of Statistics just released their um, their marriage stats for the year before the one current, so 2014. Mm. And uh, and so in that case, um, for the 22 million Australians, there was 121,000 weddings. And those 121,000 weddings um, uh, were service, uh, 75% of them, were serviced by a marriage celebrant. So that means they have an outside of a religious context. So 25% of weddings in Australia were serviced by a, a church or a minister, 75% by a celebrant. So that leaves 90,000, we'll say, well, I'm just doing random, that was 90,000 um, uh, weddings. And uh, and so 
if if I if I was to um, go by the idea that competition wasn't something that needed to have a positive effect on my life, then I would personally have to have the goal that I would service ninety thousand seven hundred fifty <laughs> this year. Yeah. Which um, look, it's an ambitious goal, and I'm I, I would never want to to knock someone from being ambitious. <laughs> 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 but but luckily, a few of my friends have decided to become celebrants as well. And because of that, um, 8,800 of them are so celebrants at the moment. Uh, that means that, uh, that on average, um, there's 10.3 weddings per person. Now, 10.3 weddings per person probably won't feed, um, well, it won't feed my cats, let alone feed myself and my wife. <laughs> and so, so then you need to find out a business model that um, that allows you to operate in this, in this realm. And, and luckily, um, at least for me as a celebrant, uh, not everyone is at the same operational capacity as me. And what I mean by that is um, most celebrants, and I'm, I know other celebrants might hear this and they, they get offended, but most celebrants are operating um, celebrancy as a secondary income for their family. So it might be the primary income for them, but it's a secondary income for their family. So their, their husband or wife um, has a day job and, and, and that's how they pay their bills and the celebrant work pays for a holiday. And, and that's that's um, it's, it's not how I run my business. My business is, is a business that employs myself, my wife, and, and other people, and we and we work really hard so we can um, lead a, a sustainable and awesome life uh, because I think that's what my clients want to see in me. So, so that's brought me to a place where we're trying to find, and, and I don't think that I don't think the number of weddings per year is the finite. Um, I don't think it's the end of the journey. I don't think it's the destination of this trying to build a sustainable business. But it's obviously a leading factor in that. Um, I, I think your income and your happiness and the work that you're creating are, are equal variables in that in that calculation. But yeah, so they're, they're, I've got to find a middle ground between ninety thousand weddings a year and ten. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's the uh, that's the place where you have to start looking at competition and saying, look, well, how do I interface with this competition? Um, how do I, you know, how do they interface with me? And, and so there's so many variables in that. There's, you know, like without even delving too deep, you're um, you're thinking about just having friends that can help you. Like if you're sick, if you've got a sprained ankle, <laughs> I'm so lucky. I've got a, a I've got a seven day period where I've got no winnings. It's a miracle. <laughs> so it's a good time to have a sprained ankle. Yeah. Uh, but if I if I had to have a wedding if I had to do a wedding today, I couldn't do a wedding today. So I'd have to call one of my friends. And if I wasn't embracing. Um, my competition in a, if, if my interface to my competition was terrible, then I'd be in a really bad spot. And so, so you, you've got to find those interface space, um, spots where you can work with competition, be friendly about competition. And then, of course, there's the personal level for you. Like, do you, do you sit there in bed at, or lay there in bed at night just hating your competition because they had stealing all your money? Yeah, I think that you know one of the one of the things that is is helpful to understand is when we have a when we have a dense market when there's a lot of competition that's a really great thing because it means that there's a lot of money to be made it means that the industry is healthy and that it's thriving uh, and and we should probably feel good about that um, my I guess my question my next follow up question would have to do with. Um, I, 
you know, there's kind of like two trains of thought, and one train of thought is to completely withdraw, but I don't think that's the, the solution. Clearly, that's what even you just said. You know, like there's great benefits to having people uh, that you get to work with within the industry, but I also feel like there's this other wave that is that is kind of approaching the whole conversation of competition in a like 100 percent uh open arms kind of embrace of those around you um uh, an open sharing of knowledge for people who are just starting off what are, what are your thoughts you know in with that i guess theory of of competition so my product um I'm a big subscriber to product-based marketing and product-based businesses, even though I provide a service. Um, so I'm not talking about product versus service. I'm just talking about, like, I, I provide something to people, and that's a product. And, mm-hmm. and so the product that I provide is uh, awesome, meaningful wedding ceremonies. Like, I, I want everyone to have one because putting business and money aside, um, and I, I think it's important to say, look, I'd still do this if I wasn't getting paid. Like, it's really nice that I am not homeless and I have, <laughs> like, really super appreciate not being broke. Uh, but I'd, I, and I would still do this if I was, if I wasn't getting paid because it's, it's, it's an amazing job. Um, obviously, I'd probably start to have a day job, so that's the issue. Uh, so, so I think that everyone should have that amazing wedding ceremony, just that meaningful wedding ceremony that just you walk away thinking, yeah, we did get married and it was great. And, <laughs> and so, uh, and so, obviously, I'm not going to service the ninety thousand. I'm going to service a little bit more. And and so, my my heart breaks for the other. Uh, I'll tell you this year, um, my company stood in front of two hundred twenty weddings, and uh, and and. So we have had a positive effect on 220 of the 90,000. That's awesome. But there's still 80 or so thousand there that... And, and I'm not saying they had bad wedding ceremonies, but some of them probably did. Sure. And I know that because I hear the stories. I I, I get told the stories. There's the painful, painful stories of celebrants that are really irrelevant or, or celebrants that have terrible PA systems or celebrants that have... They, they can't remember names. Like, how hard is it to remember two people's names for one day? <laughs> uh, and, and so I'm sure everyone listening to this has seen... If, even if you've been lucky enough that all of the wedding ceremonies you've seen have been amazing, then you're, you've probably seen a YouTube video because there's enough of them getting around. <laughs> and so uh, and so my interface with, um, with my competition is that uh, I, I really want to see them creating and performing um, and overseeing great wedding ceremonies as well. And so... So my and once I've made that decision, I'm like, okay, well now I need to act on that. And so I, I actively, um, I actively get involved with uh, with training programs, with uh, with uh, associations, and 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 I, and, and obviously we all we only have so much time for so many of these things. So I'm not the guy that's at every meeting, but I do want if if I can get to something, I want to because I want to help them. I want to see them to be better because as much as that's going to be good for their business and it's going to be good for the other 80,000. It also increases brand awareness of the fact that ceremonies don't have to be terrible, which is which is something that that so many people don't realize until after their wedding ceremony. They'll they'll hire they, they, they won't really put much effort into hiring a celebrant and so then they'll just get the first one that was available or the cheapest one and then they'll and I'm and this I'm sure the same story can be applied to photography. <laughs> and it's not until after the wedding they're like oh that was terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and obviously in photography, you know, you get your photos delivered and you're like that was terrible. And uh, and so wouldn't it be great if we could reduce those stories? Like, well, wouldn't it be great if, um, if on, you know, you get the news websites or on the current affair TV shows, 
that every second week there wasn't a wedding supply there. You know, wedding suppliers from hell. <laughs> a photographer that didn't deliver the images, yeah. that kind of thing. Like, wouldn't that be great if that was so rare that when it happened, you're like, oh, this is news. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So at any point, though, are you, I mean, do you ever wrestle with those feelings of, like, I'm, I'm pouring into to other people? Uh, is there ever that feeling that you're like, you know, is this person going to just, like, uh, take what I'm doing and, and surpass me? Uh, am I going to lose a client to these people that I'm investing into? Do you have those feelings, those, those fears, those worries? Uh, look, despite popular belief, I am human, and <laughs> so, so sometimes that does pop into my head. Uh, but the way I comfort myself, um, and, and the thought only lasts for a split second, and so I'm barely comforting myself, but the knowledge that I have, the fact that I have, is that um, there's only one Josh Withers, and and that's that's my, my USP, my unique selling you know, um, point. That, 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 that's, that's what I have that no one else has is me and I I have the sound the timbre of my voice you know I, I have I have my personality I have everything that I've, I've learned all of my philosophical um, I, I don't know what do you call it philosophical base <laughs> sure just, just what I think um, but because I also approach marriage um, and I'm sure it's not different to many people but uh, I come to marriage not from a place where I've, I've seen great marriages all my life I, I haven't you know, my, my, my dad lovely guy third marriage you know um, uh, the, all, the other mothers they're all in their second marriage <laughs> so uh, you know I see, I see broken marriage everywhere and so I come to celebrating marriage from a really authentic point of like I want this to be good like I and look, I don't talk about divorce at the wedding. Like that's, I think that's a little bit, a little bit uh, um, stupid. But uh, but I want people to have a good marriage. And I and and although a good marriage ceremony doesn't guarantee a good marriage, um, I, I I certainly want people to just to think for a split second about marriage over wedding. And so so that's another part of my story. Is I'm, I'm saying, look, weddings are great. Marriage is awesome. And so. You know, in your wedding, we should be celebrating marriage. And we, should, we should be celebrating this journey, not this one day. Yeah. And uh, okay. and so, so when it comes to um, to to my competition, I know that some of them come to it from a different perspective, and that's not bad or right. Like they have their right to do that. Uh, and so, I have my unique everything that I am my work experiences, the fact I spent a decade on commercial radio, uh, the fact that I'm a massive nerd. Uh, there was something the other day um, and, uh, and and someone needed the leads and the cords. I'm like, I have them in my car because I'm a massive nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and so I saved, I didn't say, you know, the, the wedding didn't need saving, but I saved the day because I had nerdy cables. <laughs> I will give yourself some credit. You probably saved the day, Josh. <laughs> but, you know, like, I would hope that a cable wouldn't make or break a wedding. But it's certainly added to the um, enjoyment of the day, you know, just because we could get the videographer the right cable. So that was great, you know. And, and so I have all of these little attributes that, that play to my strengths. And so someone else could come up and they could have a similar web page to me, which they do. <laughs> so search for marriage celebrants and, you know, in different cities around Australia. And there's many of them that have a website you know, similar to mine, which is fine. Like it, it, because they're not advertising me, they're advertising them. And, uh, and there's people that have Facebook pages. Like, I'm not the only celebrant with a Facebook page. And so, uh, you know, I am continually driven to, to uh, innovate and to be trying new things. And, uh, and so 
that's that's something that's always in my mind. But I, I'm also fairly comfortable in the fact that I'm I myself am quite the unique creature, and there's no one else like me. Yeah, you hit you hit on kind of like two really uh, really huge things that I want to like rewind and and like state again because they're they're incredibly powerful even beyond as they relate to like competition and that kind of stuff but the first thing does and it's just this this uh mentality that you've taken on that a rising tide lifts all ships right you're like i'm going to pour into my industry i'm going to pour into my peers i'm going to make the overall experience with marriage celebrants better so that way more couples uh have have a more positive experience and in turn value the industry more they're they're more aware of what a great celebrant is and so hopefully yeah. more will actually invest back into to you josh um, I, so, yeah. I love that the next thing that you hit on is uh and i feel like so many photographers and actually so many probably just service-based professionals struggle with this and it's it's like putting a price on what they do you know as photographers it's like well i can't charge five thousand dollars because all i'm doing is is clicking a button and that's bull you know like so many officiants are probably like well i can't charge x because i'm just you know standing there and talking but you're not like you're not just clicking a button or standing there talking you know you're providing yourself and your experiences your unique selling point like there is so much about what you specifically do and you bring to the picture it's the art it's the why you do what you do that defines it defines your price point it defines your value you and why people are going to hire you. I just want to like hone on that because yeah, uh, it yeah. is really powerful stuff, Josh. Thanks for sharing that, man. Can, can, I, can I share a really small story on the back of that? I would love to. Uh, I, uh, a really close uh, photographer friend of my wife and I, and, uh, and I won't name it because it's an embarrassing thing, but uh, she just did a family shoot the other day. Um, and yeah, thankfully it was only a family shoot, but still a, an important moment like a you know it's, it's no less valuable than a wedding but uh as you'll find out um luckily they could do it again she uh she's been a photographer i believe for seven years and she's a renowned like a great photographer like she makes great images she's a good person her and her husband are working in the, and, and so good people great business and uh, and for the first time in i think it was seven years well in, the, in her whole career she lost the memory card oh no <laughs> Um, uh, you know, uh, just circumstantially, a few things happened, and and uh, and as I as I said to her, like that, this is this is that point where you know, yeah, you've never you've never done it before, and you've obviously had processes in place so you don't lose the memory card. And people are probably listening now, thinking, "Oh, that stupid person, like, I've got this and this." But uh, but you know what? Error error will come to your house. Yes, yeah. yes, it will. <laughs> Error will come to your house one day. Zero, like none of us have got a hundred percent hit rate. I, I say, look, I've never missed a wedding, but one day before I die, it's statistically it's going to happen. Mm. Um, I hope and I pray that it never does, and I work so hard to make sure it never happens because that's just the worst thing that could ever happen. But but statistically, none of us have a hundred percent hit rate. And I said, but because you've now experienced this error, you learned a million things, and you've just you've increased your. Um, your value and increase your brand presence and how you've dealt with it and, and uh, not brand presence increase your um, just 
like your brand with these people, like how you dealt with it, how you've professionally dealt with it, how you've gone above and beyond, and you're and you're a better person for that now. So you've just increased your price by losing an SD card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a huge story. I, I want to like, I want to know more. I want to know how she dealt with it. I want to like <laughs> ask you all these questions. Who is this photographer? I want to reach out, not to nag, but to like learn from learn from. It sounds like the great way that they responded. Um, we'll talk later. Maybe we can actually get in touch. I would love to to hear from someone who is turn something like that into uh, a, a positive client experience that helps to show um, you know like how to handle something like that yeah that's really awesome so I, I want to ask you this question there, there's there's this phrase out there I wish I knew who said it there's a lot of debate about who actually said this but comparison is the thief of joy and one of the things that we do all the time uh, is we're just comparing ourselves to to everyone else, right? New photographers, old photographers. Um, we're, we're always comparing our work to them, and it just robs us of so, of so much joy. How how do you personally, Josh, keep yourself from comparing comparing your work, comparing your business, your success uh, to those around you? Yeah, I uh, I used to follow every every single celebrant Facebook page on the planet, and I followed them all on Instagram, and I got all their emails, and I, <laughs> um, and, uh, and I, uh, I and, and that was encouraging as I was kind of coming coming up, like I'm not to say that I've peaked, but but all that I've finished, but yeah, as I was kind of yeah going from zero to something, um, I found it really encouraging to see what other people were doing and. And then that turned into a thief of joy. It literally did. And there was a day where I sat on my computer and I, I invested a day into removing the, um, not the personal friendships, because some of those people I am personal, personally friends with, but removing the, the business, um, following their page, that kind of thing. And, and, and look, I can tell you that it hasn't, like it hasn't been extremely positive. Some people will be like, oh, did you see the thing I posted? And I've had to explain. Or I noticed you don't follow me on Instagram. Like I've had to explain. And most people handle it pretty well. And, and you know, I, I figure friends would handle it pretty well. But I, I realize that the, um, the only way that I can move forward is by quite literally facing forward. Uh, facing backwards doesn't help me. Like it's, it's nice to see where I've been, but I, I, like, I think we all know where we've been. <laughs> yeah. like, like we're, we're not quite ignorant of, of yesterday yeah, we're, not, we're not that advanced the human species where we completely forget what happened yesterday in our business if anything it probably haunts us more because yeah. we think about that last risk that we made um, or that post that we posted that got no likes <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, I, I, I had one of those days yesterday and, uh, but in, and, and so don't face backwards don't look left and right at everyone else but look forwards and, and that's, that's how you progress that's how you move forward and and so, uh, and so, I've I've had to really unsubscribe for so much from so much thought on what to do on social media, and instead actually use my own noggin and think what do I think would work. Um, and uh, and so I'm in, I've been in a few Facebook groups, I've done a few training programs, and people ask like, you know, what are your tips on posting on Facebook and and or, and those kind of questions and my, my general answer these days is you've, you've just got to find your own voice and quite literally find your own voice and, and start typing and make a few errors and you'll look back at that post or you look back at that wedding or you look back at that shoot or whatever it is and you'll yeah, could have done that better and and that's how you start getting better and that's how you start improving yourself not by looking at other people and trying to stand on their shoulders um, because when you look at, like, uh, Ben, if I look at your Facebook page right now, I haven't got it open, but I, I feel I had a look a few weeks ago uh, when I first liked it and I kind of had a scroll. Um, 
at that point, as I see what you're posting on Facebook, I'm only seeing what you decided to share on Facebook. Like I'm, like you went on Facebook and oh, yeah, I've had to do my tax this week, and <laughs> yeah, yeah tax, doesn't tax suck? Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I, I I stuffed up this shoot, I lost the SD card. You know, everyone's choosing to post on the social media what what is positive because because that's what we do. And sure, that, that's how we that's how we kind of live that life. And so, uh, and so, I've had to really unsubscribe from everyone else's social media and whatnot, and stop looking sideways and start looking forwards and and when i catch up with uh, industry friends we said an industry wedding night the other night you know, 100 of us or so from the wedding industry locally we all got together and had a few beers and previously the default conversation they would be like oh cool how many weddings have you done or, or stupid questions like that and instead i now try to get together and say hey how you doing okay hey well how's the kids um you know are you sick i don't know personal things and we, we, we might stray into business because we that's what we do we, we'll talk about that silly couple we had that did that silly thing or we, whatever funny story we've got but generally um, try not to look sideways but to look forwards and, and so uh, and so that, that led me to uh, yesterday on Instagram I, I did a I did a series where I, uh, I had this one couple who just got their wedding photos they were in love with their wedding and they, they loved everything about all the people involved and I said hey do you want to share your story by taking over my Instagram and just for one day share 10 or 15 photos um, with a little caption and, and they did and, and you know I, I was thinking about it oh 10 or 15 is a lot for Instagram and some people are probably hearing that like oh that's too many and and uh, I'm like well you know I'm just going to give it a shot I'm just going to you know it might all fall over and fail but at least I'm looking forwards and I'm not looking sideways yeah yeah I love that I I, uh, I, I subscribe to this idea that um that a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people who, you know, small business owners, we don't fail fast enough. <laughs> like, yeah, I think yeah. that's like the, 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 one of the best things you can do is fail faster. And, and I kind of just call it like thrashing, like thrash yeah, early and, and often. And, and that's how you learn. That's how you grow. You have to experience these things. And, and even what you said about like social media, you're totally right. Uh, I actually got a chance to, uh, Oh man, now I'm gonna uh, forget the gentleman's name. He was on, um, I think maybe uh, episode three from the Art of Charm. Anyhow, Jordan, there it is, Jordan uh, Harbinger. But anyhow, he talked about how we are often comparing like our blooper reel to everybody else's highlight reel. You know what I mean? Really? It's yeah, like that's so good, <laughs> right? It's so good, Jordan Harbinger. Um, that's his quote, and it's totally true. You know, anyhow, you, you get it. So, um, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. So, I guess there's there's probably a lot of people out there listening, and maybe this is something that I don't think is isolated to the photography industry. I think that there are a lot of photographers who are maybe um, I don't know what to call them, old school photographers. Maybe they were back in film, whatever it may be, and they're not they're not all keen on this whole like embracing competition thing. Right. Um, or maybe, the, maybe they aren't, you know, old school and they're just like, look, I'm trying to create a life for myself. Uh, I can't, I can't risk, um, uh, you know, welcoming in, uh, these people who are essentially trying to take my clients. So that, you know, what, what do you say to someone who has already created these walls, right? Uh, how, how, do, how do we break the cycle? How do we begin to, like, mend this whole way of thinking and, and turn things around? Do you have advice for anyone out there who's listening with a hardened heart? Yeah, I, I firmly believe that that hardened heart comes from previous negative experiences, not from the current, not from the current situation or the current, you know, uh, 
environment. So, and I understand that because you know, you know, what's funny is like, like I've got a heart and heart in some areas. Like there's some areas of business where where my wife and I have we've we've done things and and we've we've made a commitment or we've we've, we've done a business thing. I'm not going to go into specifics, but and we're like, oh, that was a bad idea, yeah. and <laughs> you know, we, we, and we lost some money or we lost some some trust, and we and then from that we've made the decision. Well, won't do that again. Uh, and and instantly you form a heart and heart and uh, and and I and I, I work fairly heavily to try and displace that and kind of get over that because I know that it's not it's not fruitful and so for um you know but particularly your you know your um your more I'm trying to think of the right word and not be offensive not mature photographer but a established photographer that, that has maybe got a few more years in the in the game than um than the guy that started last week then uh. I understand that because you've, you know, you've you've had people steal your style, or, or you've had people steal your website. Um, you know, I, I know a local photographer, um, yeah, populated their portfolio with images from other photographers, and <laughs> I'm sure that's happened to many hardened photographers. And they're like, oh, the other photographers are stupid. But I, I really truly believe that that the the essence of life is in that is in that community, and in in creating a community because we're in a creative field, and so and so to um to continue. You know, building your business in that creative field, I really believe that you've just got to be in community with other people. And you're sure you might do it in a measured way. And like you might decide, look, I'm not going to hang out with Jack. Jack's a Jack's a douchebag. Jack's an asshole. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> and that's okay because because that's you know you that's that's your prerogative. Yeah. Um, and 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 uh, sorry, Jack. Yeah, we love you, Jack. <laughs> if you're listening, whoever you are. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you, you know you you might do it in a measured way, but I really believe got to be living in that community where you can um where you can be uh just just it's particularly when you're creating like like i'm creating a vocal thing your photographers are creating a visual thing and uh and and you really you really want to see what other people are creating and 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 you want to do it in a measured way where you're not looking at their facebook pages every day just pining over their over their highlights reel and so i think doing it in person is a much better way because you get off the computer and you, you see people and you have a chat and you talk about business and you might show you some photos on your phone and and that community um, I really believe that only good things can come from that when you when you share your shared well when you have shared experiences and you you know uh, I uh, I was just talking about industry, industry night the other night about uh, well not publicly but just amongst the group that uh, yeah isn't it strange having so many like weekday weddings and summer weddings and winter weddings like yeah yeah we are too and I'm like oh cool it's not just me like for, for a second there I and it's not a negative or a positive thing, but I just I was thought of, I was personally having this unique experience where there was a lot of summer and winter weddings, and there was a lot of Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, which is great for and beautiful for business. But it also means I've got to plan my my holidays two or three years in advance. And and now that I've shared that experience with others, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm not alone. It's and that makes you feel mentally better. Yeah, I, I mean. I think that you're absolutely right that that growth and innovation and success is is found in community and uh, isolation. I mean, it it just kind of creates like a vacuum, like that that very little life can occur in a vacuum, you know. Um, and I think that even just the the reality that like um, we. Uh, 
we find like like life uh, and and kind of like growth when when we need to be around other people. You know, like like we we become the people that we are around, and so uh, to be spending time in, in these communities is uh, is critical, um, and not just for your business, but just like for your soul. <laughs> totally, totally for your soul. Yeah. It's it's so good. I I, I often think of um, there's a, there's a, a tourist island. Like a, a whole a resort island, um, sorry is the word that I, I know of, where they have uh, they have preferred wedding suppliers, as many venues and what, what not to, um, and so they preferred suppliers except for photographers, where they have staff photographers and they've got uh, two or four photographers and they they are the wedding photographers. If a wedding happens there, they shoot it, mm-hmm. and and I understand the business side of that. Like I, I get it, um, I, I understand why the resort would make that decision. But from a creative point of view, um, can you imagine being the staff photographer at any venue, even the best venue in the world? I think of the world's best venue, and but that's all you get to shoot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just often wonder, like, like, can any good come from that? Can 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 they can they be happy and can they be creative and can they be be fruitful in that? You know, it's funny too because uh, prior to being, I'm in Columbus, Ohio, um, and prior to that, I was in a small little uh, city, thirty thousand or so. And I, you know, the whole time I was like, man, once I get to Columbus, it's going to be great. Well, now I'm two years in being here in Columbus, and I'm like. Man, I'm really tired of these venues. I can't wait to go shoot like out of the city in some like Bodunk farm or something like that. You know, like totally. uh, so. I, I I totally relate. All right, you, well, this is the point that this is my my favorite time of every single episode that we do because I want to talk about about an action step. I want to I want our audience to be able to walk away with a very tangible, clear um, instruction for something that they should go do as soon as that they're they're done listening to this podcast to. To affect their business, to affect their well-being, to affect their heart and soul, um, to make them more successful tomorrow. Uh, what would your advice be um, for our listeners here? Something that they can begin to apply and, and do in their business, like today. You know, I've got I've got two small things that come to mind, if I may. Sure. Um, and they're they're closely related. And the first one is just, it's a piece of advice I got when I was in radio, and I now apply it in all of my ceremonies. And that's. Uh, in every single ceremony I do, so this year we've been responsible responsible for 20, 220, I've personally done 190 of them, um, that, uh, that in every single one we'll just change the smallest thing, just so that over the course of a year, the ceremonies that you're doing at the start resemble nothing like the ceremonies at the end, hmm. and that's just, that's just um, encouraging growth and encouraging, uh, encouraging people to... Um, just you as the creator to be continuing to grow because as you grow and as you get better that's where you get that confidence to charge more or the confidence to to provide this better product and and, and that's the actual thing I want to talk about was your product and the product that you're experiencing that you're um, that you're selling because because we're we're business people and we're, we're we're selling something although we don't really like to use the word selling much and even I don't use like I don't really. I don't, I don't use salesy talk in my things, but man, like if I open QuickBooks, it says sales. So <laughs> something's lined up. At some point, um, you have to swallow the fact that we do sell. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, we do. And uh, and so uh, so my my encouragement today is to uh, to have a look at that experience you're selling, which is which is the product. So not just on the day shooting and then and then providing some event or, or whatever your product might be, whether you're the seller and delivering the the um the ceremony or any other product in the day to look at the whole experience and to step out of yourself and to step out of your business and step out of your world and look back over your product and and 
how it's all being interfaced with with your clients. And so a few simple things is, uh, are you making it hard for people to give you money? Um, uh, you know, have you only, do you only accept cash? And I know for many American listeners, cash and check is still really normal. In Australia, um, I got paid by check the other day. I didn't, I didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> because I haven't seen a check in five or ten years. Excuse me. Um, and, and, uh, and so I had to go and find a bank. I haven't been to a bank in forever. To, so anyway, I, I, and so... So if check was a method of payment in Australia, it would be weird. Maybe in America it's normal because I understand you can accept checks, checks via a phone app or whatever it might be. But, but you know, culturally in your local area, um, have you kept up to date with payment methods? Hmm. Uh, have you kept up to date with um, modern business methods? You know, uh, are, are all of your contracts still paper? And so when someone wants to sign you, they've got to, you've got to send a PDF, they've got to print it out, sign it, scan it in, email it back. Maybe there's a way you can make that a little bit better, make it a more streamlined experience, because that's part of the product you're selling. Like part sure. of the part of the thing they're paying for is signing the contract. That's yep. well, that, that's that's like step one. That's their first interface with buying the product. Is um is that or even going back to your contact form and and all of those that whole journey from finding out you exist to the final delivery, the final moment where you're like, all right, bye. <laughs> is that whole experience amazing? Hmm. Uh, because that's. That's something that I focus on a lot in um, both of our businesses that uh, that Britt and I run is is just making sure that the whole experience is good. And I know uh, one of the best ways to do this is to sit someone else um, in that seat and to watch them experience it. Uh, Morgan Morgan Roberts, I'll give him a shout out. Uh, a friend of mine, local photographer. He uh, he was in front of his computer and, and he, we were working on his website. But I said, open up my website and look at my contact form. And he did, and he clicked, and then. I don't know if you've done this, but you watch someone else use your website. I'm like, oh no, 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 you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you're not using the website the way I, in, I intended. And I'm, and then as I heard myself saying that, I thought, oh wow, I, I've designed the website for me, not yeah. for someone else. Uh, so I, I went back that night and I, I really simplified the menu structure because I had a contact menu. Then in the contact menu, I had a contact option, and then I had a few other options. And I'm like, this is all too much. <laughs> um, because all I want people to do is contact me, and then I'll I'll deal with the rest. And uh, and, and I, I thought, isn't that funny that uh, that me, the guy that's always talking about UX, about user experience, that I'd messed up the very first point on my whole journey. And so yeah, so so just reevaluate that whole journey that you're providing because that's that's what people boast about. You know, when they say, "Oh, I had this great experience in this business," it wasn't just the fact that they they got that end product. It wasn't just that they got the USB stick with the images or they got the Pixie set box with the images. But um but the whole experience was great. Like a week before our wedding we emailed them just to make sure he's gonna turn up an email back, say you would, you know. <laughs> all of those little things. Yeah, the fact that he replies to emails within four to six weeks. I'm joking, you should do it like quicker than that. Yeah. But, but you know, the fact that you've that whole user experience is amazing. Josh, thank you so much, man. Where can people find you uh, online? I know you've got a couple different businesses going on, but but where can people track your success and 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 learn more from you? Yeah, so the the two businesses that my wife and I run um, is uh, first of all just me as a brand, Josh Withers. So I'm on Facebook and Instagram as um, Josh Withers. And uh, and the website is marriedbyjosh.com, uh, and then the other the other business we run is uh, the Pop Up Wedding Co, and that's where we provide really um, awesome elopement services. And uh, it's uh, popupwed.co is the website for that. And Pop Up Wed is uh, the username on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Google Plus and anything else you want to get onto. So uh, yeah, Josh Withers and the Pop Up Wedding Co, and uh, that's what we do. And we're just super passionate about the wedding ceremony being fantastic. 
Awesome. Well, we'll have to have you back on and learn a little bit more about uh, Pop-Up Wed. But we're going to have the links there uh, in the show notes for everyone uh, from what we talked about here. Josh, thanks again so much for your time, uh, for, for spending some, some time just investing in into photographers. <laughs> we appreciate right, it, man. Pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Josh. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Today's episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast is supported by Fundy Designer. Fundy is one of the most important tools for our business. We are able to design a 50-page album in 10 minutes with its patented drop zone technology and then proof and sell all inside of the same system. Find out more at fundydesigner.com. And by the Photo Booth Supply Company. Having a photo booth is one of the best options to consider when wanting to maximize profits and diversify your income. The Photo Booth Supply Company is hands down the best system available to photographers. It is simple to use, fully customizable, compact, and beautifully designed. Head on over to photoboothsupplyco.com for more information. A big takeaway from today's episode is that, look, competition is not entirely bad. When you have a, when you have a highly competitive market, uh, locally or, or nationally, that means that there is money to be made and a, and a high demand for your service. And this provides an opportunity to lead and elevate the industry. Look, investing into others will only uh, serve to raise the overall industry expectation. We're talking about the expectation of, of your clients, of your brides of of the moms who are or are purchasing uh, photographs and prints to to raise the overall expectation for the experience and then the price point it makes everyone better a rising tide lifts all ships all right don't run away from competition all right I also want to encourage you all that it doesn't just mean that we sing kumbaya and just give away everything to one another all right but we can drive this ship forward and we can lift everyone up in the process. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And hey, I want to reach out and just say that if anybody wants to wants to connect with me, has a question to ask, a comment to add, really anything, I, I get a chance to read all of your emails. And so feel free to just shoot over an email at ben at sixfigurephotography.com. And, and please head over to the blog, sixfigurephotography.com. Check out our seven-day course. Check out our other podcast episodes and, and blog posts. And we will see you guys in episode 13. Thank you so much.